It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. fourth quarter that is gonna hurt for a little while especially given that the lakers play tonight <laughs> by the time you guys are listening to this in the morning the lakers will be playing later tonight and i have to think either lebron won't play or will play fewer minutes and the non-lebron minutes to this point been kind of a disaster let's get to it There is a lot to take from this one. The Lakers lose in Sacramento in overtime. And uh, again, just a tough way to lose when you consider DeMontis Sabonis fouled out. De'Aaron Fox uh, was in foul trouble and injured. The Lakers got, you know, played LeBron James for 39 minutes. Uh, Anthony Davis played 42 minutes. AD goes for 30 and 16 uh, LeBron goes for 27 and 15 and all of that was not enough somehow uh, for a variety of reasons, right? We'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about Darvin Ham's um, rotations. Darvin Ham himself spoke about the, the rotations and how it's something that he and his coaching staff need to take a closer look or the phrase he used was a deeper dive on. So we'll talk about that. Um, and, and, and yeah, there's there's a lot to 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 hit on from this game, as again the Lakers lose in Sacramento. Oh, man, one thirty two to one twenty seven. One hundred and thirty two points is a lot to give up, even if you're playing overtime. The Lakers' defense was something that I was really kind of nervous about, and it turns out I was right to be nervous about it. Let's start with. Uh, macro i want to talk a little bit about the rotations and why darvin is struggling with them i'm not going to excuse some of the, the some of the decisions that he's making um and some of the the decisions that he's making that i disagree with but i will try to explain them and and offer up a little bit of context here um as like by the way yeah the, the lakers you know, they now sit at one and two. They have, you know, depending on whether or not LeBron goes and maybe even beyond that, uh, it's not an easy one to follow up this one with. Uh, but they started their their season against the reigning champs. They followed that up with uh, the team that uh, a, a, a team that they're going to be going toe to toe with for the division this year um, in Phoenix. They followed that up with last year's division winner, who I would imagine thinks that they are going to be better this year too. 
Uh, it was not an easy opening to the season. This is something that we talked about, right? Right when the uh, schedule came out, it's like, yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers better just try to tread water early and then really churn through wins as the season goes along. And lo and behold, that's kind of where they stand right now. But um, yeah, I want to start macro as it pertains to these rotations. And, and I understand why people are frustrated. I myself am frustrated, right? Gabe Vincent playing back-to-back uh, -back games. Uh, he had 35 minutes last game, 32 minutes in this one. He, you know, even given overtime, he was going to outplay uh, in terms of minutes. He was going to play more in this game than Reeves, whether or not they went to overtime. It's just, um, you know, ah, man. I'm going to start with criticism and then I'll offer uh, a little bit of context, but I think Darvin Ham is always going to err on the side of having skill on the court. Last year, it was explained away by having talent on the court. And it just so happened that, uh, that an outsized portion of the Lakers talent on that roster happened to be with a whole bunch of dudes who sit like six, three and under. Right. And that's why you kept on seeing, Patrick Beverly starting at small forward, trying to guard Jimmy Butler. And that went about as you would expect this time though, the Lakers, I thought gave him a roster that kind of, you know, protected him against some of his worst instincts. And in this, in, and over the last couple of games, we're finding out there is no protecting him from those instincts because at the end of the day, a head coach's instincts are going to be what they roll with. And Gabe Vincent, you know, finished last game. The Lakers were able to win it, but I didn't understand why he was out there last game. This game, it was a little bit more explicable as he, I think, is who Darvin considers their best perimeter defender. I would disagree. Um, I thought he was a disaster on both ends of the court out there. On one end, on offense, he doesn't offer anything. There was one play where he was wide open and hot potato did immediately did not want to shoot. He has not made a three pointer this year. And then on the other end, he picked up a stupid foul on De'Aaron Fox that put the Kings up by two uh, with like 20 seconds to go in the game. And he committed that foul 90 feet away from the basket. It was a really stupid play there. Uh, he left Kevin Herter wide open on, on a three that basically kind of sort of ended the game after Torian Prince missed two wide open threes um, on back-to-back -back possessions down there. And um, yeah, I just, I, we see this sometimes with coaches where the point guard leader type work hard on defense type of player that, that like archetype is the kind of player that coaches like fall in love with, right? Every, every single person who played high school basketball, had that one guy on your team who smacked the court and got just a little bit lower in their defensive stance. Sure. They got burnt almost every play um, because they were too focused on making it look like they were working hard and, or couldn't score on the other end. But that coach thought that that guy was just working so hard or that player was just working so hard that they felt like they had to have that player out there. Even if it made their team worse, I'm not speaking from experience. I would never hold a grudge for 30 years, or whatever, 20 years. Um, but, but in this case, like we saw that with Frank Vogel and Avery Bradley. And I think now we're seeing it with, with Darvin Ham and Gabe Vincent, where the solid 
player who is pretty good defensively or whatever gets a little bit more leeway because that kind of point guard carries weight in a locker room. But, you know, Rui had it going in, in, in the fourth quarter, he sits down. Um, Gabe has not had it going at any point this year. He gets that opportunity after the game. Darvin Ham said that the, you know, part of what's going into these decisions is the way that players are performing. And I'm just saying like, are you watching? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, what What from Gabe Vincent have you seen where you're like, yeah, that guy is performing? Like, he's not. He's not. And he um, eventually, I think he's going to get his legs underneath him. And he's clearly trying to figure out the system. And I can understand giving a guy like that a little bit of leeway, a little bit of, of, of um, you know, some freedom to make some mistakes so that later in the season, that player feels like you have you know, he has their trust and can grow accordingly. I get that. I understand it, but you still have to win. (laughs) This is a division game. This is a, this is a game that the Lakers could have won on the road um, against a team that is going to be vying for uh, division and playoff position uh, positioning. And, and I have to think that Gabe Vincent playing in those minutes hurt them in overtime and, and they were able to survive them, and it's late in the game. But they, you know, they had they held a lead, um, and and I, I'll have to go through and and look play by play for like when Gabe Vincent subbed in, and and what the situation was when he finally went when he came into the game, I believe for Rui. Um, but it was just it was just it, it's 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 really frustrating to watch a a player get some goodwill that his play has not earned him and. And in this case, I think it really hurt the Lakers. So, um, again, Darvin Ham said after the game that he has to tighten some things up. But in this case, like, the the Gabe stuff, until he starts playing, and until he makes a fucking three, he cannot continue to get 30-plus minutes a night. And, and, like, he played twice as many minutes as Rui Hachimura. The, in no world does that make any sense whatsoever. Um, that All that said... I will say, though, that like 
in terms of context and in terms of some of the, the macro rotation frustrations that I'm sure fans have here, some of these guys just have to play better, right? Like Austin Reeves went one for 12 from the field today. So for those who were saying like Austin Reeves should have closed the game. Why? Like why? He's not good. He's not, he's not particularly good defensively. And he's clearly trying to get his conditioning back and his legs back to a place where he can gain some separation. He hasn't been able to do that. He hasn't looked very good to this point this season. Um, You could say Rui Hachimura should have played more seeing as he scored like eight straight points. I get that. That's fine. But for most of the year this year, he hasn't been very good either. Um, D'Angelo Russell hasn't been knocking down threes in the way that the Lakers need him to as well. Like at some point, the Lakers have a bunch of talent, right? They have a, a they have a, a number of of guys who Ham could potentially go to um, in order to fill out this rotation. But at the end of the day, if everybody is is not playing up to the level that they need to, it doesn't matter what rotation decisions you make. Guys just have to perform, and and you know, I know that I know that people kind of get frustrated when I go online GM internet GM mode as quickly as I can. But when I have been talking about, you know, that lack of optionality that the Lakers basically opted for when they optimized this roster versus prioritizing flexibility this year, this is the team basically that they're going to have until December 15th. Like there isn't really much that the Lakers can do here um, that, that would, you know, make any tangible changes, right? A lot of these guys were either signed or re-signed this last offseason. That impacts your your flexibility in, in moving forward. And and you know, and for what the Lakers are trying to do here, um they eventually do need to consolidate. And you know, you would hope that some of these guys play a little better so that you aren't selling low on all of them whenever or whoever it is that you're moving, you aren't selling low on that player. But this is the group that they're going to have. And yeah, Darvin Ham said that he has to, you know, take a deeper dive and and look a little more closely at the decisions that they're making as it pertains to this rotation. But for people who are like hoping for help to be on the way, nothing can really be done to this team until mid-December. It's just a matter of guys need to start playing better. Guys, uh, you know, Darvin has to start pressing buttons more effectively. Um, than he has to this point in the season and, and everybody, and, and like, look, the, the schedule is going to get easier as well. Um, and, and that's a factor here as well, but, but it, yeah, at the end of the day, as frustrated as I am with some of the decisions that Darvin Ham has been making, it isn't like there's a clear cut guy that should be playing over Gabe Vincent. You would like it to be Reeves, but he hasn't been very good this year. You would like it to be Rui, but he hasn't been very good this year. Maybe you could say Christian Wood in this one, but Sacramento was so small that I think Darvin was kind of given an opportunity to go small, and he was going to take that opportunity, especially with the player that he clearly likes in Gabe Vincent. So, And even Christian Wood, like he's been good with small things, but his scoring hasn't really been there. He did score well. He's, he scored better today knocking down both of his threes and, 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 you know, he's perfect from the floor. So um, if there is a guy that you would say from this one should have gotten more minutes, I think you would probably say Christian Wood, but that flies in the face of what Darvin Ham appears to prefer. He wants to go small. 
if given the opportunity, he is always going to go small. And that means Gabe Vincent minutes. That means, you know, that, that probably sacrifices Christian Wood, maybe even Rui Hachimura. Um, and, and I think that is something that the front office is probably going to have to keep in mind when it comes time to making a deal as they approach the, the trade deadline is if he's always, if Ham is always going to lean small, then maybe we have to take away a couple of those options to force him to like, you know, go with a strength of this roster, which is size and skill. Like Christian Wood playing the way that he did tonight, that's a combination of size and skill that Sacramento would have really had a tough time matching up with. But the Lakers went away uh, from it. They, I thought, kind of moved away from their strength to match up with Sacramento's strength and got bit. Sacramento won. I want to talk, uh, uh, continue to talk about Austin Reeves because he, heading into the season, you know, was supposed to be the Lakers' third best player. And it hasn't been there. Um, dating back to preseason, uh, basically, since he since he got back from FIBA, it has looked very clearly like he is trying to work his way back into shape. Um, and the Lakers are trying to be patient with that. But that does mean, though, that, you know, like he was supposed to be like when we, we talked about the Lakers shooting coming into this. And the reason that I thought that the Lakers would be a really good shooting team was you had D'Angelo Russell, you had Austin Reeves, you had Torian Prince in your starting lineup. But if those guys aren't knocking down open shots, then that puts a lot of pressure on, on your two main guys and Anthony Davis and LeBron and, and uh, with Reeves, I think he's very much trying to, and I, I talked about this on Friday uh, about how, or no, maybe I talked about it Thursday, whenever it was, I think that Reeves is really trying to balance facilitating in the role that the Lakers have him playing um, and, and scoring. And he, and he is always, I think more of a natural score, a natural attacker. And I, I, I kind of want the Lakers to simplify the game for him. Just basically say, look, man, whatever assist you do get, that's house money, but we need you to attack and we need you to, to, to get yourself in a rhythm. And, and he shot 12 times today um, did get to the free throw line for two attempts as well. So I think he's trying to attack. I just don't think he has his legs there quite yet. And and I think this balancing act is 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 proving a lot more difficult than I think the Lakers and he and we were hoping. Um, but he needs to start playing better. He's a and 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 this is a thing that um you know that I said coming into the season is the Lakers the Lakers have a I thought and I still do think they have a good roster. Eventually this is going to be a good team. They lost to again the team that won the division last year. It was a the Sacramento was very good last year, and especially at home. They are a very good run and gun team. And and they scored 132 points. They knocked down 35% of their 48 threes that they attempted here. That's a tough matchup for a bigger team. And um and I think that's all worth considering here but for for Reeves I if like the the thing that I was nervous about coming into the season is 
well, we know he's probably not going to shoot as well as he did in the playoffs. What does that look like? What does that regression look like? Same goes for Rui Hachimura, right? We knew he's not a 50% three-point shooter as well. What is that regression going to look like? Gabe Vincent was a freaking flamethrower in the postseason for Miami. What is that regression going to look like? And I think eventually we're going to see positive regression from all of these guys. I think eventually Gabe Vincent is going to make a three-pointer. Um, I think eventually Austin is going to be better than we have seen to this point. But, you know, if we're talking about concerns heading into the season, I would probably say the top concern is, well, what if Austin isn't ready to be consistently who he was in the postseason? What if Rui isn't ready to be who he was in the postseason? What if, you know, all of these guys who played above their heads in the postseason fall back to earth and and fall so far that it makes the roster a, a little worse and um, those margins become a little thinner and you wind up having to rely more heavily on LeBron and, and you wind up having to ask more of Anthony Davis. And, you know, to this point, that basically is what it's looked like in the minutes that LeBron hasn't been out there the Lakers have been like, they look, they look lost. And, um, you know, part of that is just, I, you know, Austin has been a problem for the Lakers to this point, just in terms of the way he's playing. And I think eventually he's going to look better. But until then, when I talk about like the rotations and some of the decisions that Darwin is making, yeah, I, what is he supposed to do? Right. It's kind of like, Everybody hates on Dave Roberts Roberts after uh, the Dodgers, you know, fall short of expectations again in the postseason. But what's he supposed to do if Mookie Betts and um, Freddie Freeman combine for like one for one for 50 in, in, in the postseason? What are you supposed to do? You know, you not you need your main guys to play better. And in this case, Austin Reeves is one of those main guys and he just has to play better. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The one that, the one guy who I would say, I was I was pretty frustrated with how things played out for him over the course of the game as it pertains to to um, Darvin. I guess Christian Wood is one of them, but Rui is another one. He is a very important player to what the Lakers are going to try to do this year. Um, whether that is, you know, being in the rotation and being a playoff player like we saw last year, or enticing some team to to, to trade for him whenever the Lakers decide to consolidate their team. Or just, you know, moving forward, you know, he's a young, he's a good young wing who plays a style of basketball that we know his, his fit well in the postseason before. Um, so this guy is somebody that the Lakers made a financial commitment to this year, moving forward as well. Um, Rui Hachimura freaking matters for this team and him playing like if he, he played 17 minutes in this one, if he was like one for 30 and turn the ball over a ton and wasn't guarding anybody. Okay, fine. You bench a guy to, 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 to kind of send a message that the way that he is playing, isn't going to, isn't going to work moving forward, but that wasn't the case. Rui was playing just fine. If not out like objectively, well, he finishes with 11 points, three of six from the floor, two of four from three point range, Started to knock down um, threes in rhythm as well. That was nice to see as well. Three or four from the line was a plus nine on the game. Like that's a game that that guy should continue to get minutes in. And yet he finishes with 17. That is nowhere near enough. And, you know, again, when I talk about consolidation, this is part of what I'm talking about. He needs more minutes. And when you have Darvin playing, he played 10 guys tonight. Um, Cam only played five minutes. Jackson Hayes only played seven minutes. Um, but given how important some of these guys are, maybe those 12 minutes deserve to go to somebody else and you play a shorter rotation. Or, again, Gabe plays 32 minutes and, and a lot of his minutes came playing next to D'Angelo Russell and next to Austin Reeves. Maybe instead of playing Gabe so many of those minutes next to a point guard, you try to find a way to get multiple wings on the court at the same time and and maybe Prince and Rui play together. Maybe LeBron and Rui play more together. Maybe Rui just plays fucking more. How about that? How about that as a concept? Maybe you played the guy that you just committed, you know, 50 something million dollars to, whatever his whatever his salary wound up being. Maybe you commit to that guy in the same way that the organization did on a nightly basis, especially on a night that he's playing well. Like this is just I, I and again, I'm I'm rooting for Darvin. I want this guy to do well, but he he has this instinct that is so kind of inherent to his coaching personality. He's going to prioritize tiny little guys in a bat in, in a sport basketball where size effing matters. And Rui, we know, is going to matter in the postseason if he's and, and he's probably going to be on this team when it comes time to play in the postseason. There should never be another game here moving forward where Rui only plays 17 minutes. Never. It should not happen. And 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 this is one of them where, like, if I were Rui, I would be pretty pissed. Hey, I had it going. You subbed me out as soon as I missed one shot in the fourth quarter, as if you were planning to sub me out anyway. And you put in this dude, Gabe, who you put in to play defense, and all he keeps doing is making defensive mistakes 
and not helping at the other end. So yeah, I, I, I really hope that this is the last game that we ever watched Gabe Vincent play more than 30 minutes in. That isn't because of some injury elsewhere. This should be it because I really think that like him playing 32 minutes winds up having a ripple effect across the rest of the rotation. And you wind up with having, you know, really play 17 minutes and Christian Wood only play 14 minutes. And I know that you're playing against a smaller team in Sacramento and you feel like you have to match up, you know, some of that uh, quickness for quickness, but also let's just try beating them over the top of the head with a club because we saw what Kevon Looney did to them last postseason. We saw what you did to some of those tiny little teams in the postseason. Just beat the shit out of people when you can. Let's just try that. Let's just try that and stick with it because it's, it's, it's actually worked in the, in the past. And even further to that point, Anthony Davis was guarded by Harrison Barnes for large chunks of this game. And once again, you're left, you know, uh, watching Anthony Davis wondering like, Hey, is he going to get it? He's going to get a touch, right? Like at some point he's going to get a touch, right? Right. Hello. <laughs> Where is he? And, and, uh, and yet, no, like he, he, it, you know, there was basically nothing run for him. And now like LeBron was out there and I think he was calling his number a lot because he felt he had a mismatch size wise and he was right. Um, on a lot of occasions where you had like Malik Monk guarding him. And I think he was also go, going out of his way to get the switch uh, where Dar uh, De'Aaron Fox was guarding him in space. Problem was like he never really went at De'Aaron Fox in those spots. And, and you know, he kind of forced, forced like a pre-rotation and then hit open people. And then those guys just missed shots. Um, but I, I felt like in this one, the Lakers... Uh, you know, missed a bunch of opportunities to to really kind of force the issue and impose Anthony Davis's size on a team that was super small after DeMontis Sabonis um, subbed out or got fouled out. And and you know, if you don't if you don't punish teams for going small, all they're going to do is use that skill and shooting to their advantage on the other end. And that's basically what we saw um, when the, when the Kings were playing really well. And, and, and obviously at the end of the game and in overtime, when, when the Kings kind of distanced themselves a little bit, the Lakers, um, you know, kept on giving up op uh, offensive rebounds and, you know, they were doing so with a bigger front line, but, you know, it was because Sacramento wasn't getting punished on the other end with, with, you know, going as small as they were. So yeah, I, either the Lakers, and this is where it's tough. And I know people are like, well, what, why would Darvin Ham not have their identity figured out at this point? Remember Jared Vanderbilt barely played in, in the preseason and still hasn't played to this point in the regular season. Gabe Vincent barely played. Austin Reeves barely played. Um, LeBron didn't get, very many minutes in the, in the preseason, right? Because the focus was being fresh for the regular season. There was a lot of Jalen hood, Shafino minutes, and there was a lot of like Maxwell Lewis and Max Christie minutes. And man, do I miss watching Max Christie play? Um, and you know, if under those circumstances, it is going to be very difficult for, for Darwin to understand the identity and know which buttons to press when, 
because he hasn't been able to press those buttons to this point. There just aren't the reps there. There isn't enough data for him to make confident decisions with. And that was kind of what I saw from him in the post-game presser tonight, where or last night, by the time you guys are listening to this, where you know he's asked about the rotations and he's just like grabbing his beard and and you know thinking deeply and 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 really pensively trying to answer this question when I don't think I don't get the sense that he is all that confident with the guys that he has on this team right now, because he just hasn't gotten enough reps coaching them yet. So some of this is going to be a working progress. And, and, and I think with, um, you know, with what Darwin is going to do, I'm really curious how he coaches tomorrow and what some of these guys minutes look like. Unfortunately, to the point I just made a second ago, you might go into that game and not have LeBron James and you already don't have Jared Vanderbilt. Um, and, and whatever decisions that he comes to tomorrow are going to be impacted by availability. And, and that makes it difficult to make fully, um, informed decisions down the line, right. In, in the, in the near and, uh, distant future, this, this, uh, regular season. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really curious what all of this means. And it is just one of 82 and a one in three start is annoying as shit. And it isn't the the type of momentum that we were hoping to carry into the early regular season here. But like when you, when you really kind of, you know, get down to and look closely at the guys who either were or were not available in the preseason, you can kind of understand why, Darvin, who already has, I think, some of his ticks that um, as a head coach, you can kind of understand why he would make some of the quote unquote errors that he has made to this point. And it's just a matter of, like he said, cleaning him up and, and, and improving moving forward. Um, all right. The, the last note that I had here was LeBron playing 39 minutes. And, and basically what, what that kind of means is I, I, I don't know what he, like how available he will be in tomorrow slash tonight's game against Orlando um, on the second night of a back-to-back. There is like a separate clause uh, for resting players in that kind of a situation here. And, and in this case with LeBron being at the age that he's at the second night of a back-to-back is the kind of thing that the Lakers could rest him in and not worry about, um, you know, being fined by the league. Although apparently that isn't something anybody is particularly worried about seeing as Joel Embiid sat out there is about to, or, uh, did sit out the, uh, Philadelphia 76ers home opener tonight. The reigning MVP is resting on the first home game of his team season, man, Adam, like just, just like punish a team one time to see what happens. See, see what you can do. They they came out and said he's just resting. He's just not available. It's not a nationally televised game, but you know they're just like telling you, like yeah, all of that like press you got for saying the players are going to be available. Like you know, we don't care. We do not care. <laughs> and 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 the league is going to have to start having to. But in this case, with with LeBron, he played 39 minutes. You want to win the game that he plays that many minutes in because, especially on the first night of a back to back, because you don't know how available he is going to be. Um, moving forward. The other thing about those minutes is that um, because of the struggles that the Lakers are having with their guards and, and, and especially shooting all over the court, 
LeBron's 39 minutes were also like 39 kind of hard minutes. And that's the thing that the Lakers need to avoid, right? The flip side of the coin that I talked about earlier, where he's playing fewer minutes and he's floating through those minutes, you know, that's great for longevity and stuff like that. But that isn't, I think, the most effective use of those minutes. In this case, he's playing a lot of minutes and they're more difficult. And and that like is out of whack balance wise with what the Lakers are trying to do in keeping him healthy and fresh for the postseason. So the Lakers need to find that balance there where the minutes that he's playing, you know, in terms of quantity are down, but he is more impactful in those minutes. So you can kind of even out like what what it means to play LeBron James fewer minutes. But the other part of it too is that the other creators on this roster just have to be better. And and that's the Austin Reeves of the world. That's Gabe Vincent. That's D'Angelo Russell. Um, they need to start hitting shots. They need to get comfortable playing next to each other. Or in Gabe Vincent's case, he needs to just play less and 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 Darwin needs to find um maybe somebody who who at least at the end of games it makes an impact out there in greater ways than, than Vincent did. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I will go really quickly through the comments here to see if there was any, um, any, you know, notable comments or questions. Um, I, I think there's something to this guys from Brandon Schultz guys are mostly playing bad because they don't know their role. And that's kind of what, I think he was kind of talking about where, you know, what is Cam Reddish? What kind of rhythm is is Cam Reddish going to get into? Not that it matters whether or not Reddish gets into uh, a rhythm, but when he plays five minutes, what what are you supposed to learn from that? What are you supposed to like? How are you supposed to, you know, break a sweat and 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 really feel like you're impacting the game in that few minutes? Same goes for Jackson Hayes playing seven. Um, same goes for Rui Hachimura who went from playing thirty plus minutes in playoff games last year to now 17. Now um, I do think this is kind of the downside to having such a long rotation is it makes it difficult for everybody involved in that rotation to really feel like uh, they, they are comfortable within their roles and can get into a kind of rhythm that allows them to impact the game. So um, I do kind of wonder whether that's, in part because of injuries or availability that, and and by the way, like this is, these are the problems that the Lakers are having right now. And Jared Vanderbilt at some point is going to factor into these rotations. It's already tight. Right. And, and, and I'm really curious now. I, I don't think we're going to see him for a couple weeks. So I guess that kind of helps, but you would like to have a little bit more figured out than the Lakers do right now. And um, I, I, I do think that means taking a harder look at some of the guys who aren't performing and maybe start divvying up those minutes to guys that we have at least seen, you know, play well for the Lakers in the past. Gabe, we have not seen play well for the Lakers yet. Um, Hayes just hasn't had it quite yet um, for the Lakers in the regular season, the, the, the preseason stuff, as I was kind of nervous about, right. Um, the preseason stuff benefit. He, he benefited from that setting, I think. So I do kind of wonder if those 12 minutes that went to Hayes and to Reddish in this one wind up going to Rui or wind up going more to, to Wood to allow those guys to get go from like the teens in minutes to at least the low 20s 
where I think they can feel like they're impacting the game and, and can feel more confident um, having been a bigger part of the rhythm of the game um, for, for whatever game that they're playing in. Uh, that is, I think, uh, all I saw in terms of questions or comments here from, okay, um, I, I I don't know about <laughs> the pitch count or whatever, but Justice uh, asks if uh, Ham was saving Rui for the Monday game to spare LeBron in that one, maybe eventually, but like Rui is young enough that like, I don't think you have to spare him ever. So I, I just think this was a mistake playing, playing Rui that low a number of minutes is, is just a mistake. There isn't really an excuse or frankly an explanation for it. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, we have another game right around the corner tonight against Orlando that is going to be interesting um, in its own way. We'll we'll uh, keep you posted on who is available as best we can as we get that information. And, and then, yeah, we will see what Darwin following up on his promise to take a closer look at the rotation actually entails and we'll see what tweaks are made um as quickly as tonight so until then and until the next time i talk to you guys i'm anthony irwin saying have a great rest of your day make somebody else's and i will talk to you 